This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not The summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Low budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill. Glad to be here, glad to be in it. And this is the podcast for Tuesday. That's right, Tuesday, May the 31st, in honor of Memorial Day. This is a Tuesday kind of week. Uh, hope that uh, you had a good holiday out there and you got to maybe sit by the pool, maybe you got to grill out a little bit. This is like the official summer kickoff. This is when the lakes get crazy. I say it all the time. This is when you see everybody that's never backed a boat in, uh, you know, maybe in their whole life. Maybe they haven't backed one in since last Memorial Day. This is the weekend that it all goes down. Hope you all stayed safe out there and uh, enjoyed the weekend and remembered what it's what it's all about, those fallen I'm going to say family members, but those fallen, you know, Americans that the heroes that uh, that make up our great military and and you know just I don't know you, you can't ever say enough about 
that line of work that people choose to go into. And that's certainly what the Memorial Day holiday is meant to be about. And uh, we appreciate all those active duty uh, military members and, and all the fallen. So that's, uh, you know, just we, we get a three-day weekend out of it. We grill hot dogs. We do that. There's a lot of people that sacrifice for that to even be, you know, on the calendar, like to, for all of our way of life in this country, as much as we gripe and complain and we, you know, we're divided a lot on things, but it's, uh, it's a great place to be in the world. I uh, also want to say just real quick, too, this happened after last week's show, but um, just terrible the news coming out of Uvalde, Texas. I've been to Uvalde a few times in my life and uh, just, I don't know, man, with, with kids, I, I was, this week was kind of heavy, not to open on a, you know, just a sad note, but it's reality. Right. And uh, my, my son Ryder had his elementary school graduation this week that kind of lined up when all that stuff happened. It just makes you think, man, like those, those kids just, I don't know, nobody deserves it. That kind of, uh, you know, that's the the end of their story. Nobody deserves that because some piece of crap decided um, it was time to to make that their story. It's just it's amazing some of the some of the things that go on in this old world, man. And uh, you know, I know all you parents out there, you hugged your kids a little tighter this week. There's no doubt about it. I, I was on the road when all that happened with MPFL this week and it was hard being away from the kids even harder than normal and uh had uh but on a positive note we did Ryder man got uh got his he's headed to middle school and Hudson had his eighth grade graduation they didn't have all this stuff when I was a kid now they, they graduate from everything you graduate oh we, you 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 showed up today you graduated <laughs> they got all these graduation but Hudson uh had his eighth grade of course we had Harper graduating college Charlie graduating high schools lots of things going on here at the uh, Traveling Circus headquarters, to say the very least. But Hudson also made the high school basketball team, freshman team, Lawrence County Wildcats for next year. So very cool uh, things going on. And I'm getting older. I'm getting fatter. I'm getting grayer. And uh, I don't, I, you know, I'm just not okay with any of it. I'm just not okay with any of it, <laughs> to be honest, right now in life. Whew, these kids, they'll get you, man. They'll get you. Uh, real quick, want to thank the sponsors of LB. L, Startron Starbright, kicking ethanol in the tea, Startron fuel treatment, a little dab will do you in the tank, you don't have to shake it, we prefer to shake it around here, put it in your chainsaw, put it in your weed eater, put it in your lawnmower, anytime that fuel sits, that ethanol has a chance to gum up the works, it's like I say all the time, it's like that uncle at that Memorial Day cookout, he's over in the corner, wanting to ask you about your girlfriends, wanting to know what you've been into, the weird one, you know the weird mustache? You don't want to talk to that guy, but he follows you around the cookout with his arm around you. That's what ethanol does. Just kind of lingers, hangs around, and then boom, messes up your day. Startron can take care of that. I don't know if it takes care of creepy uncles, but I don't know. The bot, you throw the bottle at him. We'd like to uh, thank the folks for Startron. Bringing you low budget live. Not so live for very many years now. I think we're heading into year five with those guys. Pro Guide Batteries. The official battery of Low Budget Live and the Traveling Circus. You can use code LBL10 over there at Pro Guide to get you a chance to get you a discount on those new lithium batteries, the 31 Series AGMs that I'm such a fan of. Get over there, check them out, ProGuideBatteries.com. Use code LBL10. Let them know you are a low lifer. We appreciate the folks from Pro Guide. BaitWorks.com. Bait-Works.com. If they ain't got it, you probably don't need it. And if they ain't got it, they probably got it on the way. Those folks have made a significant investment in being an online tackle superstore. 
uh, to go with their amazing brick and mortar store there in Springfield, Missouri. I am proud to partner with the folks from Baitworks. We're working on several things. I actually teased last week that there might be an announcement this week, but I didn't get the official go ahead and send it. So going to keep that under the uh, hat for one more week here. And uh, but something special for the low lifers coming that I'm. <sighs> I'm pumped about it, man. I, I really, I really am. I'll, these folks working with them has been, uh, it's been something that I've enjoyed more than really any partnership I think I've had in fishing in a long time on the tackle side of things. They're just super open-minded. They're driven and they are, uh, they're creative in things and it's, they're a fun, fun team to work with and, and I enjoy it. But you can use code Duncan-10 at baitworks.com to get you 10% off and let them know you're a low lifer as well. Always awesome to uh, to work with great people, and they are certainly great people. Speaking of great people, hang the banner right here. Look. Over my shoulder, Express Boats, Hot Springs, Arkansas. And every day that goes by, this is May 31st, June's the time frame. June's the time frame fixing to get that new Express X21 blank. Hang on. The new Express X21 you don't know what the model number is because it's a new boat. Looking forward to getting it and uh, riding around in it, showing you what it's all about. I'm, I'm hoping and within the, like the next two weeks to have that bad boy. All things are coming together on that. And uh, got that X21 Pro for sale right now. Hate to see it go, man. Hate to see that boat go. Love that boat. Sea Deck, got the Yamaha tearing, I mean, it up going down the lake, power poles, the whole nine, man. And I uh, got a final walkthrough video coming up this week on that boat so you can check it out. Maybe you're new new to uh, Express. Maybe you're new to watching anything that I do. You can check out the final Express 21 Pro walkthrough video this Thursday, I believe, is when that's going to go up. So appreciate the folks from Express building excitement since 1966. Can't wait to get that new one, man. With the new show, you guys, mm, just keeping me up at night. All right, moving on. Moving on, as I said in, in the uh, the beginning of the show there, MPFL this week, man, I was planes, trains, and automobiles. We landed from New York City last week. I talked about that a little bit. Awesome trip with Harper in the triple threat. And then uh, turned around and I left and I went over to Watts Bar, boots on the ground, filmed some stuff, filmed a really cool piece with Brad Knight over there, who I had on the show last week, one of my brothers, Brad Knight, and filmed with him at his family's cottage on watts bar that's on mpfl's uh social media go check it out man it was really special for me to be a part of it and uh to get to see the emotion it brought out of brad the emotion it brought out of me being there but kind of a home lake story very cool but uh, bk toured us around there and he had a great event man he ended up finishing eighth place he stubbed his toe the first day and climbed back and had him a top 10 on his home pond represented and uh it was a tough week on those guys what watts bar i was really disappointed at the overall, uh, the way the, the fishery, size-wise, size of fish-wise, fish size, uh, it was just way off, man. The guys caught a lot of fish. We watched on live. They caught a ton, a ton, 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 ton of bass. Just 15 inches were hard to come by. In the smallmouth category, they got to be 18 inches. So had a lot of short fish, but it's a healthy fishery. Just the, those, for whatever reason, the weights have been down. And, and Brad said it on the show last week, and I always think guys sandbag or whatever. And when I was over there talking to a lot of our anglers coming out of practice, they're like, yeah, dude, it's, it's you know, 12 pounds a day might win this thing. You're like, well, it's the Tennessee River. It's in May. It's not going to take 12 pounds a day. Of course, took about a 15-pound-a-day average Patty Walt, Patrick Walters pulled it off. 
in an amazing fashion. Uh, it was tight going in the last day. We had a pound and four ounces, I think, separating the top four going in. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then Patrick was able to win by a little over a pound over Sheldon Collings. Great event for Sheldon, something we've come to uh, see from him a lot in the MPFL and when he fished FLW. Kid is just dialed in, man. And I text him after. I'm like, you're you're going to get a trophy very soon. So he's going to be Angler of the Year. He was 12th in the AOI coming into this event. Just killed it. Absolutely killed it. So uh, Sheldon is is – I mean, he's one of my favorite guys to cover, too. He's real good at breaking down what he does out there, and it's fun watching him. His skill set is, is I mean, it, it's way up there. Uh want to give a shout-out to Pug Clements. Pug finished in third place. And if you've never watched MPFL Live, and we have Pug on, we have a really good time. He is uh, – he's one of our – he's one of our biggest personalities over there. He's a great angler. He's a knowledgeable angler. Breaks down what he's doing. Uh, Fat Cat and I are always fist bumping when we get Pug on camera. He's he's a really good human being and a lot of fun to watch. And his dad is actually fishing with us this year and traveling with Pug, and they both top 10 Watts Bar. But of course, Pug beat the old man out by just a little bit. But very cool to uh, to see that. Just and that's kind of our deal, right? It's just stories and and uh, family. So many so many neat stories within the league there, and that's certainly one of them that uh that we're proudest of is uh pug and james clements of south carolina uh you can't see but harper's creeping by right now side camera she's she's making weird faces i'm not sure what's going on with that just completely derailed the show harp you do you you do you you'd think a man has the low budget live bar and grill he'd be left alone but no it's not the case it is not the case here, ladies and gentlemen, we need to get Harper on a podcast again, but she totally, uh, she big times me now that she works at Vanderbilt. She's she's over my shenanigans. But great event up there at Watts Bar overall. Fantastic, uh, you know, time on live. Bradley Hallman, can't say enough about Bradley. He filled in this week. You know, Watson's been doing our on-the-water coverage, and Watson's going to have his work cut out for him when he comes back to Saginaw Bay because Bradley Hallman – I think he's one of the most talented guys in the sport, not only with a rod and reel, but, man, his his BTL experience, his YouTube stuff have only made him get stronger. He's well-spoken. He's great at breaking everything down on the water, giving his take, but also giving the angler's take. And he's just such a positive uh, person in the sport of fish. It was a lot of fun working with Bradley this week. We missed our man worldwide, but we had a great time. Fat Cat in studio with me. We're, we're really having a great time, our production team. It's cool being a part of it, man. It's uh, I wish that I was able to film videos while we're in there more. Uh, we have some, you know, the, the production team really doesn't want a lot of things getting out, you know, like that. But our production team, I just want to be able to give them more props, man. They We're really, uh, we all gel very well together and and um, we're having fun, man. It's, it's a dream job for me. So thanks to everybody that watched. Thanks to everybody that sent me a message, told me you were watching, commented on the MPFL's Facebook, whatever. Uh, it, it means a lot, man. We know we're low on the totem pole. New kids on the block. Uh, uh, oh. But we're trying to bring you the right stuff. See what I did there? Dad jokes. Dad jokes. I got a pile of them. I got a pile of them dad jokes. Uh, but just another one in the books, man. Me and Fat Cat, we just always go, eh, another one, another one. You know, it's our, let's see, ninth event. It was my ninth event calling a professional bass event on live coverage and, I won't say that I get better at it, but I get I get used to it. I, I did have a really uh, – it's funny. We got producer in my ear the whole time. 
director, producer, Lance, in my ear. And uh, which I'm ADD. Y'all know that I'm all over the place. But I'm somehow able in MPFL to pull it off. Him telling me, hey, Duncan, we're going to this, we're going to that, we're going to this. And while I'm delivering a point, it is something that all folks in TV deal with, TV, streaming, whatever, broadcast. But they, you got to do it. I mean, news anchors, whatever. Like, I have such an immense respect for people that are really, really, really good at it because that's what you're listening to all day long. And uh, on, I, I slipped a little bit on the final day. Uh, I'd gotten a text on my phone. The camera wasn't on us. And I had looked at my phone. We're in a group text with all the guys out on the water and things. And I had looked at it. My uh, Lance says in my ear, hey, Duncan, we're going to switch over to camera three if you want to throw us to that. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just answered him on live. And everybody's like, Hold, in the production control room, they just all laugh because they, you know, whatever. Got to have fun. But I, I was like, okay, Lance, <laughs> basically on camera. And everybody's like, what the? So, so, I don't know when it was. If you want to go back, it was funny. It was funny to us. And you can hear the silence after. And I forget what idiotic thing I said. But uh, but shout out to the fixed production team and everybody at MPFL. Another great event. And I was glad to get to go over and see everybody, hug neck, shake hands a little bit. And uh, went from Watts Bar and then flew into Milwaukee and drove on up to Appleton, Wisconsin. I think before the next event there at Saginaw Bay, which, man, I can't wait. I think that one's going to be really impressive to see what the boys catch up there. But I think, uh, I think I'm going to go up a little early and, and uh, do the dang thing. I'm going to go fish a little bit. Maybe take the boys with me before going to studio next time. One, one quick thing I want to say before I have this, this guest on here. Uh, Patrick Walters wins the event. He was leading our last event going to the last day, and Drew Six over, you know, took the deal, won by several pounds. And I've seen some negativity online. I didn't even want to address this, but I feel like I need to. I've seen some negativity like, was well, he allowed? I thought this turn, even from fellow pros, I thought this trail was for blah, 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 blah. It's called the National Professional Fishing League. And I don't care if a guy is digging ditches and fishing it or a guy's like Patrick Walters and fishes for a living. He that's what he's doing to 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 feed his family, right? Um, and my point is, the guy digging ditches that fishes MPFL that may may right now, as you're listening to this, be working. And Patrick Walters is fishing the elite this week on Pickwick. That dude can still crush. You are by making that comment, you're devaluing the anglers in the MPFL by acting like they can't. And yes, Patrick won it. He may win the rest of them. He might. But I'm saying we have, if you've paid attention from year one, you may not know them, but there are stone cold catchers in our league. Fantastic anglers. Fantastic anglers. And I would just, my advice would be this. Don't make that your knee-jerk reaction, stupid mom's basement internet comment. Unless you're paying the entry fee to fish MPFL. If you're fishing MPFL, gripe all you want that he beat you. But we're not hearing that bitching. It's from people that probably don't even watch our live stream. They just see the post and go, so just just chill with that. I mean, that's my thing is is uh, the schedule's lined up for Patrick to be able to fish. Brad Knight, Daryl Davis. Uh, we've got some guys. Keith Carson's fishing the pro circuit and our deal. What, we shouldn't allow Keith Carson to fish now that he's fishing another organization? Like, it's just crazy. All Keith Carson does is fish. John Sokup, yes, he runs a business, but he does fish. Like, it's just, it's nuts to me, some of the comments you see from people. And I, I just think ultimately people want to get up in arms um, about stuff, you know. But, uh, 
it's it's ridiculous. But uh, but anyways, moving on, moving on. Just wanted to say that you know it wasn't a ton of. Con- I saw some. I know Fat Cat saw some, even from some fellow pros. Were like what? The-? That were very confused about the situation that weren't paying attention. Uh, and I, I had a couple that were like, well, man, you can't give him the lead. He'll just, you know, he'll run off with it. Well, event number two, he didn't. He didn't, and he knows Hartwell very well. Uh, and he got beat. He got beat by a guy that most of you watching didn't know. It's a That's an unknown in the sport of bass fishing. So I, I think that we get too caught up on that sometimes, that kind of stuff. But uh, moving on, and that brings me to our guest, this guy just won the National Professional Fishing League there at Watts Bar. And I will say he did it with a like precision and just this, this practice strategy that I, I am envious of because I'm not capable of it. And that's just that commitment to your electronics, commitment to, hey, I've got to fish offshore next week at Pickwick. It's May on the Tennessee River. Yes, I could go flip docks, which Sheldon Collings did to finish second. Yes, I could go do that. But I'm going to go offshore. I'm going to utilize my live scope. I'm going to find isolated brush and, and ledge spots, different things. And, man, he he executed it to perfection and was able to win by a little over a pound. He has 700,000 earnings just with bass. I had another 50K. And, uh, well, hell, I think he's won 70 grand or something with uh, MPFL so far this year. Uh, Add that to the total. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to try to get him on the phone right now. South Carolina's Patty Walt, Patrick Walters. Coach Walters is home and likes to call him. LD, my man. I I was just giving you this crazy intro. I was talking about your – because I, I did not know this stat about you for whatever reason, and I don't, I, and I should have. Because you're a, you're a young guy, and I think when I look at your age and then I look at this stat, I go, "What am I doing with my life?" But you have won seven hundred thousand dollars just with Bassmaster in your in your just very short career of tournament fishing, and and bro, you ain't even broke thirty years old yet, right? That's true. Twenty seven <laughs> so far. <laughs> All right, that's the end of the interview. I'm going to go throw up somewhere because I'm an old farm. We're done. <laughs> and we're done. Enough said. Mic drop. That's all you people need to know. Go go follow Patrick Walters fishing. Uh, but, dude, I, I was talking about that. And then a stat that I was just kind of rolling with. I talked about you just won 50 grand, but you also finished second at Hardwell. So you've won, what, 70 grand with the MPFL in two events? Into event so far. Yeah, right, so, the first one was a wash. I, I didn't make it to Cumberland. That's Texas. right. That's right. First one. Well, you you did make it to Cumberland, but then you ended up oh, leaving. Oh, okay. I actually went there, didn't you? I did. Yeah, I actually. I did you went make it to Cumberland. I drove all the way up there straight from the Harris Chain. Yes. Um, and I was five minutes from the house that me, Kimmel, and Trent had rented for the week. And, uh, and Drew just, Cook calls me, <laughs> and he said. Uh, Patrick, uh, what are you going to do about practice? And I was like, I'm going to probably go towards the bottom end of the lake or whatnot, you know? And like, look, I need to know. No, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the classic practice. I said, well, what do you mean? He said, it starts on Tuesday or something. And I'm like, yeah, next Tuesday, right? He said, no, it's this coming Tuesday. And I'm telling you, I almost puked. I was like, you're joking, right? And I had, didn't even pay attention to it for some reason because – what happened was the original date 
for Cumberland was prior. Yes, to yes. What it was scheduled for. And, and I was actually in Nebraska doing some duck hunting when they changed yep. the dates. And I never even looked back at it. I was like, oh, those days match up. We're good. Until I drove all the way up there. So, took some steak that well, night. Well, I had to bring it. Went upset. Woke up the next morning, drove all the way home. I had to bring it up because Kimmel was telling me that. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, Patrick, he he got up here. He was going to try to fish as much of it as he could. And then he had to, he had to jet. And then whenever we got canceled, I think you guys had an off day. And Kimmel was texting me. I think you guys had a break in classic practice or whatever. And and he's like, dude, he's talking about coming back up here and fishing the one-day shootout. I said, he's lost his mind. Like, his kid's out <laughs> it his was mind. Gonna, it was going to work out. I was like, it was like six hours or something. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> it might be worth it just to drive up there and catch one piece yeah. and get some points. Well, dude, it, just to get points. No, well, no doubt. And I, and I think that that one-day format, that was, listen, we may never, we love Cumberland. Cumberland's a special fisher in the country. But we after we had to move the date once, and then we had that craziness up there we may never go back to Cumberland <laughs> to be honest but that event was <laughs> just well it was just nuts man but that that tournament I did find that interesting that one day deal and had you had you shown up and caught one the points would look even different than they do now and, and what I mean by that I was Fat Cat and I were you know doing our due diligence uh amazing research that we do and uh and prior to the tournament and in the in our AOI you're like 60th or something, only fishing one event because you finished second. And that just shows like the volatility this year because we had so many guys zero at Cumberland because the conditions were so, bro, looking at it today, now you got to win. I haven't done the math and they haven't released the, the new updated standings to me yet. And I went to county school, so I won't even try to figure it up. But <laughs> you and me both. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we're not going to. Yeah, I'm not even going to try. But, dude, you're going to jump up, in my opinion, because this tournament, we had a lot of guys that haven't been catching them that caught them this week, that haven't caught them at the first two, that have really struggled. And, and dude, I think you're going to keep climbing and you're going to get to fish the next three events, correct? You don't have any conflict. Absolutely. Yeah. That, I'll tell you the truth. I'm looking forward to the next three the most. I, actually, the main reason I fished the EPFL this coming year was the two smallmouth tournaments. Really? I just needed a little more brown sugar yeah. in my life. Yeah, you know? yeah, and That's why I was like, man, that was, that's, those are the two I'm really excited about. So, Have you so ever been to Saginaw? Never been up there, ever. Yeah, that one's a huge question mark for all of us, I think. Uh, I know they've, I think Bass had a college event there maybe last year, but that one's going to be interesting. If, and, and just like Watts Bar was a question mark. Had you been to Watts Bar prior to this week? I had only been to Watts Bar one time, okay. and it was for about five hours. I got you. Um, it was literally just one day. I was fishing the Bassmaster Open at Chickamauga in like 17. Uh-huh. And we could lock up uh-huh. the Watts Bar, and I went up there for one day just to see if it was any good. And I actually didn't even like it. I fished there for five hours and went back to Chick. I did the same thing during an FLW there. It's the only time I – well, I take that back. I fished Watts with Wesley Strader one time in the fall years ago but uh i lock i went up there and checked it out during the, the tour tournament i ended up i called him in the tour event at chick of all things but my original game plan was to go lock through because there was nobody up there and all those little pockets and creeks they were on the bed everywhere and i was like well this is a no-brainer like i'm just gonna come up here try to catch like i mean i knew i couldn't win but i, I was having such a hard time on chick i mean i thought i could catch like at that time 17 plus a day on watts just by what i saw like it was incredible exactly that was my same exact philosophy i was like you know i'll go to watts 
because I, I wanted to fish offshore. And I was like, if I go to Wads Bar and I fish offshore up there and catch 17 pounds a day by myself, no, I'm not going to blow the tournament out. But it's like, I'll cash a good check yeah. and I'll have fun and I'll be I'll be by myself. You won't be stressed so out. When I went up there, I looked, checked all ledges, and that's what I did. I scanned for like five hours and graphed, and I was like, okay. Didn't see anything crazy. Went and skipped a couple docks, caught some fish. I'm like, well, there's some shallow fish up here, but I didn't see what I wanted to see offshore yeah. then. That's why I went back to Chick. It, it was so crazy in that this sidebar in the tournament I fished on Chick, the tour time, I guess in 2019, and uh, barely missed making the top 10, made the third day cut, whatever. And the first day, I, I went and fished in the tail race, and I caught a decent bag. And that was part of my game plan. But then I was going to lock through, and I got up there, and I'm staring at the lock, and I was like, man, I've already got this in the live well. You know what? Screw it. I'm not going up there. And I turned around, and, and an offshore place that I had found, and I only got one bite on, ended up being like a juice hole. And I went to it at like one o'clock and pulled in and called him every cast. And I was like, oh, you almost really screwed this up. <laughs> but that is offshore fishing. It is. It I don't is. care how many times you check it prior. It's like, uh, I got to go look at it one more time. Like and when you they, said, you just, you don't know. And when they go, they go, when they fire. And mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, talking to Brad Knight coming into to Watts Bar, he said that he's like, man, I've checked. Cause I mean, obviously, local guy, he's got, a lot of knowledge there and he's like man i just keep checking these places because i know it's any minute he's like any minute they're gonna get there um was it like that for you first day of practice because I, I heard you on live you said you committed to that obviously you have pickwick coming up you're like man i i'm gonna you said on live you said i told kimmel and he said you're crazy because kimmel was fishing shallow and doing different things and a lot of our guys i mean sheldon collings you know, you beat him by a little over a pound, but he caught everything shallow pretty much. Maybe a little bit of brush, but mostly docks, you know. And you said, I'm not getting distracted by that. I'm staring at these graphs. I'm going to find every piece of brush I can find and every ledge. In, and that's what you did for three days. Did you see that, it get better towards I, the tournament, I guess, was my question. Towards the tournament, it was getting better every day. Like, okay. they started pulling current that third day. But, like, the first two days of practice, I had a good dock pattern going on. I mean, I thought you could catch a bunch of keepers doing that, um, fishing that kind of shallow. And I was like, mm, talking with Kim and Trent, and they were they were on a really good frog bite. And I was like, man, you know, I just I didn't come to the Tennessee River and in the end of May to throw a frog. Yeah, I mean, right. I know that sounds fun. Yeah, no, I but, get, you know, I get I it. I want to catch them every single cast on a crankbait, but still haven't caught them on a crankbait. No, you. I was gonna say you mentioned that, that on live. You said me. you said I'm gonna that gummit. I'm gonna catch one on this. <laughs> I'm going to weigh one in on a crankbait. Still hadn't done it. but And that's what I wanted to find, isolated cover, structure, fish points. Um, and for some reason, I don't think they pull as much current at once far as no. they do other Tennessee River lakes. Absolutely. So the main reason I could tell that was when I'd be at there graphing looking for, for schools of fish on the main river bars, there'd be a brush pile out there on the mm-hmm. floor, on a main river bar. And I'm like, you know, at Pickwick or Gunnersville, that just that can't survive. Like, that thing's just going to get wiped away by current. So I was yes. like, okay, if that's the case, you know, there's, this is a brush lake. Yep. I mean, once I started seeing that stuff, and I was like, well, I'm just going to go mark more brush. And then marking stuff and stuff like that. And then every day just, you didn't know what you could actually catch because you're just crafting so much. Um, and then I tried to fish for schools and stuff like that. And the schools were, they wouldn't really set up right. I don't know if it was the current or they just don't do that as well there or if it was still too early. So that's when I just started running cover. And it was slow. I mean, you'd 
at eight thirty each day, I think I'd have like one fish. Mm-hmm. Oh, We're yeah. busting off at six thirty. You know, yep. I'm like, man, it's I should already had five in the boat, and you would just slowly catch one here, catch one there, pull up on the spot, you catch two or three. Um, and the final day on Friday was when it was finally starting to bust loose. Where yep. I pulled up on a ledge at like noon, mm-hmm. and I had checked three days, the last day of practice, the first two days of the tournament. Man, never, never caught a fish off of it. But I, it just is at the mouth of King Creek. Is what is that? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a straight community hole. I feel like it looked too obvious. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm just going to start out and work my way up to it, and just started creeping up, creeping up, and there was one stump out there, and I think that's what saved my tournament was just like you said, you had one ledge that you had checked and you got one fish off of, but I checked it three days prior, never caught anything. It's like you still have to check it. It's ledge season; they're moving, and I pulled up, and I mean, it was it was like that. It was every cast. <laughs> it was like every cast. I mean, now you got that big worm by there. Yeah. Like if you missed that stuff, you wouldn't catch them, but you could feel that sucker crawling up that bark and. You drop it on the backside and every time tighten up on it. I looked at uh, you know doing live coverage is I, I think this was my ninth event getting to do it you know be the be the guy running my mouth the most and and we see these things and it's interesting like at Hartwell we we saw what Drew Six was doing and we saw your day. And we just kept thinking, you know, we go off live and we still got three hours, you know, that you guys do to come in. And and a lot's going to happen. And we tried our best to tell the story. But you saw we saw the day Drew was having, and it was just that day where everything was going weirdly perfect. You know what I mean? Like, you, we've all been there where it's like you could cast Absolutely. over your shoulder. And I looked at Fat Cat at like 11 o'clock and I said, dude. He's gonna win this tournament. He and we're but and everybody, you know, all the staff were all texting. They were like, "There's no way, you know, Patrick's dialed and this is happening." But then I kept watching you and like, "There's boats here on this point, and there's pleasure boats, and there's this, and this is just like chaos." And then we go to Drew, and it was like he was on a different lake. Well, it was the same with you. This event, when that school fired, I muted my mic. I looked at Fat Cat and I said, "Ball game," and he's like. I don't know, man. There's a lot of fishing time left. And I said, dude, listen. Not, I was like, he hasn't had a flurry like that all week. And you hadn't, right? To that point, no, I mean, like you've no, been onesie like that. I mean, you pull up and if you caught three fish off, off the spot, you were like, dang. Yeah. I got them going. No like, doubt. fish. Yeah, for and sure. that's when I was like, that gave me the confidence where it's like, we're going to go graph. Oh, yeah. Like, we're just going to go fish after this. You know, that way it's like, hey, we just need one big one. I mean, because... We filled our lemon out. We caught two nice ones. We called a couple times, and it was like, we're we're set up in good shape now. It, it was, and that's uh, just, and like you said, when it's your time, it's your time. Things have to go right for you, like that. Like you said, Drew Six, that was his tournament. No like doubt, it was meant to be. I mean, when you pull in and there's nobody around you, and you just have it to yourself. And I mean, that was like a community hole. There had been boats on that spot all week, two or three yeah. boats at a time. And I just pull up, I'm running down lake, and I drive by, and I'm like, wow, you know, there's nobody over Nobody's, there. Yeah. I mean, just go check it. Unbelievable, man. Well, you, you know, you left Lake Fork. You drove straight to Watts Bar. You've definitely had a year. Adding adding six more events, that might not seem like a lot of tournaments to people listening, but you add six onto your, your schedule that's already nuts. Uh, that's significant, especially big week-long events. Do you prefer it that way, though? You go from Fork to Watts Bar, now now you're at Pickwick, so back to back to back. Do you, other than obviously missing your your wife, missing the dogs, missing 
home, I mean, this is your job. So do you like it where it's like boom, 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 or do you like gaps in between? I like small gaps sometimes. You know, I like two in a row. Um, three in a row is a little hard sometimes. Yes. Just because, I mean, you're so worn out. Like, I left Fort Saturday after fishing, and I drove straight to Nashville, got there at 2 a.m., slept in the tr- slept in the camp for about three hours, woke up the next morning, got to watch Bart at 10 a.m., dumped the boat in, and started practice on Sunday. So it was, I mean, 14 days of fishing nonstop. It's a grind. And then now I'm at Pickwick, and I've actually, I got today off. Thank goodness. That's why I'm about to start rigging rods. Actually, organizing my boat because it's a disaster. But <laughs> Just bait I fuel like everywhere. <laughs> the consecutive <laughs> tournaments throughout the year. You know, I don't like having, you know, no tournaments in the in the month of May or only one tournament in the month yeah. of April. Yeah. Um, I like that way. You're fishing during fishing season. I mean, it, we only have in six months to make our living as fishermen that's right and so that's why i want to get as much in there as you can because during the fall all we're doing is we're politicking we're trying to get sponsors trying to get things going for next year we're duck hunting we're deer hunting you're always working on something else and we're not making our money really big yeah we make our money from february to august would you i'm sure this factored in to your mpfl decision as well you know we're fishing that last week of October there in Florida. And that was when MPFL was one of the original ideas the guys had, have a schedule that fishes two spring-ish events, have an event, you know, have a couple in the summer and a couple towards that fall, you know, period. I think this year we really, I would only call it one in the fall, that the Sandusky events, uh, you know, it's September. It's, I mean, technically fall in Ohio, I guess, you know, starting to kind of trend that direction. It's around Labor Day. But w- would you say that that helped in the, your decision as well, like getting to fish a fall event? Because I don't think we have enough fall events in professional fishing at all. I 100% agree with you. I love fall fishing yes. because they're not worried about the spawn. They're not – they're just – they're acting like fish. They're, they're, they're just feeding. Yep. And that's why I love fall fishing. You know, we don't fish enough in the fall, like you said. And so it helps because the whole season – that's one thing I love about the NPFL. The tournaments are – they're spread out. Mm-hmm. They're not two in a row and then six months off, two in a yes. row. You know, it's about every month. So you get to fish all the season. And that's what I love, too, because for the guy who wins Angler of the Year in the NPFL, he, he earned it. Yes, he did. He deserved it because he fished <laughs> all season in bass fishing. I, absolutely. And I think the guy this year with us, with the crazy Cumberland Tournament, and, hell, you may win Angler of the Year and miss a tournament. I mean, it, it could very well happen. We've got a lot of guys. The points are just ridiculous looking at it. Uh, but for starting in a, at a lake like Cumberland and ending in Florida, but then with the stuff in between, it is truly and, – and, it's look, it's the same on the elites this year. You guys are going to freaking South Dakota. You're going to lacrosse. You started down in Florida. I mean, it is. Whoever wins Angler of the Year on any circuit – to me, that's the crown jewel. But, dude, you're 11th Absolutely. right now in AOI over there. You, you're you going to jump up significantly in hours. How crazy would it be? And have you – and I, I don't feel like you're the guy that you're looking at this, but what if you – what if you pulled it off and you went in both? <laughs> I mean, is that <laughs> – I don't know. You're going to break I the mean, internet, bud. still a lot of fishing left to do. <laughs> but you, when you get the ball rolling – and that train's running down the track, hey, it's it's hard to stop it. I know that. And that's what it's the same way when you're in a rut. Listen, I don't care if you got four wheel drive or not, it's hard to get out of it. And so that's what hey, we're just trying to keep that train, <laughs> that locomotive 
keep her on the tracks, baby. And just one day at a time, one <laughs> turn. That's why I don't look at, I'm not looking later in the year yet. It's just at Watts Bar, I was worried about day one. And after we got done day one, it's like, yeah. hey, let's just go fishing, just go day two. It's each day at a time and fish that tournament. Fish that tournament to the best of your ability and then go to the next one and see how it shakes out at the end of the year. And at the end of the year, if you had a great year, hey, you had a great year. That, that, well, uh, I think it's safe to say you've already had a great year. The year could end right now, and I think – with that new that uh, I know those blue trophies are highly sought after. But I saw your post. I think the MPFL trophies are cool. They're just like the coolest trophy, and they're a lot heavier than <laughs> I'm I think. I'm not gonna lie. I wanted the trophy more than the check. Yeah, I, I, I knew that by the post. Yeah. I texted back. I thought the thing up there. I was like, that is one of the most badass. Oh, they're badass, and dude. When I say heavy, that's heavy. Like, I showed it to Hamner when I got the Pickwick, and he like his mouth dropped. I was like, dude, feel how heavy this is. <laughs> I didn't even know where I was gonna put it to carry it. We say uh, shield, we mean it. It's a shield, <laughs> like it might as well be a medieval, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I saw your post. I I, I had to I had to smile. I was like that's because I said that from the jump. They they did like a little unveiling with us last year at Uvala. We got to see it before the anglers did in this meeting, and I was like, dude, these guys are going to lose their mind. Like that's a really cool freaking trophy. Um, yeah. Really, really cool, man. Well, have you enjoyed your experience so far? I know you've only got to fish two of the three, but I, I keep hearing from guys like Brad Knights, and and I always like to check in Justin Kimmel about the. To me, um, they're really enjoying their time. Are you? I mean, other other than the, just the overwhelming success, are you are you enjoying the league? Absolutely, I think all the people fishing, all the anglers, it's a great community. But the people behind the MPFL, Brad. Paul, you, and Fat Cat, Al, the amount of hard work that they're putting into it, it's showing. I mean, I can't believe the overwhelming success so far and how much the counties are loving them. Neil over at Anderson County, I met the mayor at, for Spring City this week, too, and it's just how happy they are to have the people there and how impressed they are. And I'm extremely impressed as well. I mean, with the fishermen, the quality of the guys, and just how much work's going into it. I mean, I, I see big things to come. Well, that, that's, man, first of all, thank you. That's, that's, that's my feeling. And I think for us last year, um, it's amazing what Brad and those guys, Paul, they pull off with basically, and I've said this on the show before, but a skeleton crew. There's not 30 yeah, people exactly. running around, boots yeah. on the ground. Like they do it with, minimal people, minimal resources, and they pull off, in my opinion, as far as the way the tournaments are ran and things, from a tournament angler's perspective, and I haven't been on on you know site this year other than at Watts Bar for a couple days in practice because I'm up in the studio now, but last year, Dudley and I would say that. It's like, dude, these you things are You would actually have 25 people there working. Yes, yes. I'm like, I'm how like, do they pull this off? It's, it's, it's cool. Cool. That's what I'm saying. It's crazy how much hard work they're putting into it, and how successful things going? It is. I'm. I've been very happy. Well, well we're impressed. glad to. We're glad to have you, man. You. You. Uh, you represent all the companies you work with well, no matter where you're at, where you're fishing, on the water, off the water, and uh, and I. You know, there were questions coming in. You know, elite series guys and and FLW. You know, pro circuit guys fishing and mixing it up with our guys from last year. But I don't think people realize the caliber of anglers. <laughs> that are over there mixing it up, dude, like that you've never heard of. That's what I always say about Toyotas or Opens or whatever. It's like, yeah, we all get caught up in the glitz, glamour of Elite Series, Bass Pro Tour, the big names, but like 
you know, like I do, you go to a Thursday nighter, old boy that you never heard of, kick your teeth in on. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we, yeah. we've got a lot of unknowns over there that they, they, hey, they may not like social media and they may not want to be a quote full time bass pro, but they'll give it to you pretty good. Oh, I, trust me, the winning on somebody's home pond, going to somebody <laughs> else's place like that, it's about impossible I, because. Oh, Johnny Reb's going to be on. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> roll, roll Tide. Hey, I will. I wanted to say this to you. You said Roll Tide on camera. You even got me to say it in the studio. Um, <laughs> and I'm a Vols fan. And and we were in volunteer country, and I said Roll Tide. And I got some hate mail over it. Patrick, I just want you to know, I'm, I'm, I'm wearing a Vols shirt I mean, right now on this podcast. I graduated from the University of South Carolina. <laughs> I know that. I'm a Gamecock fan. I know uh, that. But I just... Roll Tide just comes <laughs> off the tongue so easy. I mean, it's just like saying, hell yeah. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, Roll Tide. It's like you just crack a cold one up the end of the long day of fishing. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, it, it just slips almost too easy, you know. Uh, I just love amazing. the expression of it. it oh, it is, and it's it's universal. <laughs> and we all know what it means. We all know what it means. Uh, most of us don't want to hear it because it normally means that they've beat our football team by about 70. Uh, at least know, 70 at least 70 most of the time but hey we're uh, us SEC schools we're starting to uh we're starting to rebuild and you guys are playing beamer ball we're we've got all hype all over there and, and uh things are starting to happen that gummit we might not uh, beat bam anytime soon or georgia it might be it might be two or three years it might be a few like years we're just Trying to get that east a little bit stronger. Uh, that's, you know, exactly. that's all we can shoot for. That's all. That's all we can shoot for. No, I thought that was funny. You said that. And then, then I said, it. of course, Fat Cat doesn't keep up with like SEC sports and know how diehard people are. And we went to break, and I was like, I'm going to catch hell over saying "roll tide" for my Tennessee people, man. <laughs> so I, mean, I can't, yeah. can't say that a lot. <laughs> I think it's one of the biggest things in sports. I mean, just no the doubt, SEC man. division. I mean, it. Yeah, that. That's like a good cult following. Oh, I, mean, I don't sure. care about NFL or any of that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's college football. It's a, it's a it's a good time, man. Although I'm actually as soon as we get finished recording, I'm headed to the SEC championship in Birmingham to watch Tennessee play baseball this afternoon. So, gonna go see Come if they can bring home a SEC title against the Gators. Uh, anytime I get a chance to hate on Florida, I'm, I'm there in person. You know, to yell and scream. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. And we don't get to beat them enough in anything. So I'm gonna go down there and yell and scream, dude. I want to ask you one more quick thing, and man, I appreciate your time and I appreciate you uh, doing so great for us on live. You broke things down to the nth degree, but something that, and I know you've talked about it um, a ton at this point, but your precision with live scope. And I, I just hear you not necessarily talking to the camera. You're talking, you're just kind of working things through this fish is doing this. That When do you think, and or what do you think helps you be so proficient with that? Like did, did it take, a very long time was it something that you just meshed with very quick because you definitely utilize it and everybody's got it now a lot of people are very good at it but dude you are your separation from people on it from watching you two events in a row watching you at fork and the elite watching you several times like it's it's impressive what do you think gives you that nod right now i think one of the biggest there's two things that really kind of come to mind um one thing I always grew up shallow water fishing. Mm -hmm. That was coming from that shallow water mindset. Um, just being able to always watch your bait target oriented, you know, you're just always in tune with your cast. And that's why we all love fishing shallow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, back in the day before electronics were a big thing. I mean, five years ago, like you pull up on a spot, a ledge or anything, you know, like, yeah, I know 
there's a school official on that one stump down there, and you pull up and you throw 10 casts of that Carolina rig, and you would never touch it. Mm-hmm. And then that 11 cast, you finally touch a little bit, and you maybe get a bite, and you would just throw that bait out there, and you're not paying attention to it. Now, you pull up, you know exactly where it's at. You're hitting it within two casts. You're seeing what's there. You're just you're more involved in it. And so that's what I love about it is bringing that shallow water mindset to electronics and fishing offshore. But I'd say the biggest thing is also is the first year I got live scope. Um, I was just running the ranch and I put a garment on there and I was running the live scope and I wasn't that good with it. I mean, I ran it for six months and actually I was leading AOY at the, at the point that I put it on my boat the first year on the best master elite tiers in 2019 and I put it in my boat in my season tank. That's when I lost Oof. AOY, not even lying. Um, it was the first time I ever put it on there, and it overwhelmed me. Wow. Of what I was seeing, I'm like, man, everywhere I go, there's fish. I'm trying to catch them. And I finished 17th in points that year. I was leading going in with like three tournaments or four tournaments left and completely tanked. And I tried to learn it. I was playing with it. And I'm like, it, it was just, you, it was hard to grasp it. And the following year, I got 360. And then when I paired live scope with 360, it was, I don't know, it just kind of lights out where I just started. You had that situational awareness, and then you yes. had that bait awareness at the same time. And then just, I'm a pretty impatient person. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I, can, t- just I can tell watching you. Know? And so once I learned that it's like that fishing, I'm done with it. Yeah. I mean, you make, you make I, decisions, I'm man. Else. I'm going to go find one that's willing. It's impressive to watch that because we, we say it on live, we echo that a lot, whether it's bed fishing or the live scope deal. Like your electronics can help you and hurt you because it becomes personal, just like fishing for yep. a freaking stubborn bed fish. Absolutely. And you can sit there looking at five of them on a stump and go, and I, I think that's the beauty of you and, and your your prowess with it watching it is because we were watching dudes, we, we had a couple guys that just sat on one spot and milked it on day two and it hurt them. You're fishing however many spots, but when you make that decision, you're like, all right, they're not going to do it. Come on, let's go. And there were a couple times you're like, man, they're like 20 down there. You're calling it out. But, dude, when you cut ties with them, you cut ties. And that that has impressed me more than anything, getting to cover you in the last couple of tournaments. You're like, that, it's not happening. we got to go. Because myself, I get hung up on them. I'm like, well, they're down there. They're eventually going to yeah. turn on. They're eventually going to do something. Well, they're it might not ever happen. Bite. And see, that's the thing. You're always – and that's what I've learned. They're literally on every single spot that you fish. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. You pull up, they're on every point. And I know that, but I, I compare fish to women, you know. <laughs> you, yeah, you do. In mood and she's in a bad mood when she gets home or whatnot, you know. Whatever you do or whatever you say, it ain't going to happen, you know. She's in a bad mood. It's over, Johnny. And that's how fish are. They just, they have personalities too. So they're just, those fish aren't going to bite. Whether they've seen your boat, whether they felt you or whatnot, those fish aren't going to bite. You just got to go find fish that are willing. Nice. And so that's what I'll do is I'm just, I'm going to pick trolling motor up and just leave. That's just the best and quickest thing to do is just hey, roll out and go find some. That, that's, that's good stuff, man. And we watched you, like I said, two tournaments in a row, really running and gunning. And, and when you, you do, man, I, that's, that is the hardest thing in bass fishing. You said it on live. You said, this can be so hard, but man, when it's easy, it's just easy. And it, and it is, it's, it's making that decision at the right time that puts you in position to get a bite. And man, you 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 do it as good as anybody out there. Uh, honor having you on again, buddy. I appreciate you and, and enjoyed getting to cover you this week. I hope everybody watched and learned a lot from you. 
I got bad news for them boys over there at Pickwick. There's a there's there's a coach coming your way, and Coach Patty Walters is is uh, dialed up right now more than ever. Uh, go crush them this week, dude. Well, Luke, thanks a bunch for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Hey, happy to be on anytime. Listen, I got my whistle on me this week. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully we can dial in some plays and uh, see if we can go catch it. Get, get that white board out, again, son. Luke, I appreciate hey, it. You're welcome, buddy. Have a good one. See you. See you, buddy. Bye. Patrick Walters right there, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of fun with Patty Walt. We give him a hard time over his over his coaching shorts. And uh, that, that dude right there. He's one of the many, many guys out there that give me hope for the future of professional bass fishing because they're they're just they talk it, they walk it, they eat, sleep, breathe it. It's uh it's it's an honor to get to work alongside of the younger generation like those guys, the Justin Atkins of the world, the Justin Hamners, too many to name, man, the Cole Floyds, uh, Sheldon Collick. I mean, just so many that are out there getting it done and just committed their lives to the dream of professional bass fishing. It's very, very, very cool. So thanks to Patrick for coming on. Thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in to uh, Low Budget Live week in and week out. Been getting some questions about boats and pros. We certainly uh, have some coming your way. We've got to get them filmed get them taken care of but we're going to have uh between four and six new episodes coming out be later in the summer early fall potentially when these start dropping but i got a great guest list for those already getting those lined up boats and pros is coming some other things that are coming too that we're fixing to start filming uh, that i think you guys are going to enjoy but uh be sure to hug your mama hope you all had a great memorial day weekend take you out with some biloxi blues and i will see y'all next week Town to Tupelo, I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost. Well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name. And I don't care, no, I don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to get there. Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. For Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew here at Duck Camp Dinners every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Birds up in the sky.